two of my favorite people on the planet are right there with us now. The Agar Boys. Gentlemen, how are you? We're doing great, Zane. How are you? Never better. Uh, I see you're still thick as thieves, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you know it, Eric. You know it. So You I'm know great. it. You're always doing these uh, amazing events, but have you ever gotten in trouble together? Uh, not much. My mom, and that's worse. That's about <laughs> as worse as we can get. So I would say, yeah. <laughs> that, worse that, does, does she refer to you as boys or uh, idiots or is it? I mean, <laughs> worse than that sometimes. So, yeah. You know, one of these clowns getting me into again. So she's been a trooper going along with all these crazy events. You can't do it without a group supporting oh, you. Oh yeah. yeah, I mean, especially uh, beside behind anyone who's preparing for this type of event. I mean, there's it's like a second job. I mean, and you you guys yeah. have you guys have regular jobs. How do you? And that's that's hours and hours every week to get ready for an Ironman triathlon, but you but you but you did it. Yeah, I like to keep that healthy, and and so um, and so that's a, that's the main goal of mine and ours, and and we 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 have a fun time doing it together, and it's not really work when you enjoy what you do. So yeah, it is definitely a commitment though, because I've got a full time job, pretty demanding, and then um trying to work in the training side of things too, 15 or 20 up to 25 hours a week, sometimes maybe longer. So it's, uh, you really got to plan out your time. You got to synchronize everything. You got to, you know, figure out, well, I can get to the why, which the YMCA in Grand Rapids in West Michigan is fantastic. But, um, you know, when can I get to the Y to swim? When can I get in there for a bike class or when can I do my trainer ride? When can, what's the weather like to get outside for yeah. long runs and long bike rides? So yeah, you got to coordinate everything. It becomes a lifestyle. It just it gets ingrained in your whole life. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, what's interesting is there is going to come a point, Jeff, whenever you decide, all right, that's it. When you don't want to do this anymore. Let me, Cause I've been through that. And then the, it's like, Oh, this is great. Cause you're <laughs> like, you're, you're eating everything inside. You're like, ah, I mean, you're, uh, it, it, but uh, I, I think I had that point three years ago. I've had enough of it, but I, but you can see the motivation of Johnny to keep us going. And yes, yes, I love it. Well, you know, if you go back to 2013 in Rockford at Mitchell's run, that yeah. was the first time when a lot of people were kind of pulled into what's been happening here with John sure. finishing that race. Um, was this in the plan, or did it just kind of over time the goals keep increasing? Yeah, the goals just keep increasing, right? So especially uh, when Johnny's involved. The um, you know, he just keeps setting sights on the next thing. So, you want to talk about? Yeah. That? So, uh, every time you know, I just, I just make a habit of myself of setting new goals. You can't. In my with my stream policy, you know, I have to, I have to be focused and and determined to conquer a goal. Um, no matter how long it takes me and. And you just keep setting goals for yourself uh, as you accomplish new ones. And so that's a way of life for me. It's not really something that I, I just, um, I just kind of do it out of habit kind of thing. So, yeah, we've been talking to you know, his whole life and Becky, especially my wife, that, uh, you know, trying to look at, you know, continue to do more and, you know, grow and develop and all that kind of stuff. So, Hard to preach that to him, and then when the opportunity comes up that we could do something a little bit more, hard to say no. We we've hit our peak at that point because um, we've been telling him that it would be kind of disingenuous if we didn't do the same kind of thing ourselves that we're trying to instill in him. 
So it's uh, it's evolved over the course of time. You know, we we ran our first five after you know we started doing some five Ks here and there, and uh, and that'll be that's what got Johnny interested in walking a mile himself. But we had no interest in doing much longer than five Ks, and then. You know, it's like typical, you know, you've been involved in these run groups and stuff where someone will say, well, you should do this 10K. You go, oh, really? You know, then you do it. And then you're kind of thinking, okay, I'm done at 10K. And then somebody says, hey, you know, the biggest 25K in the country is here in Grand Rapids. You should think about doing that. Exactly. And you, know, like, you go, oh, really? Yeah, may I give it a try? And then you do it. And then you kind of think, all right, I'm done. And then some person in your run group says, well, now you've done a 25K, you should think about doing a marathon. And then all of a sudden it hits you around, like, man, you think I could? And uh you know, the right training. So you, it just kind of evolves. I don't think some people probably have a dream of doing an Ironman right away. And um, that was never my dream for sure. I was not an endurance athlete, as you know. And, you know, I played baseball where there's a very little running. You sprint once in a while and that's it. Right. So uh, these endurance sports are not something I was interested in at all. But but Johnny loves it. Got us involved in it. Um, it's probably making me a lot healthier. But uh, it, it's uh, kind of taken over our lives and uh, we love it at this point. I think a lot okay. of people, um, John, excuse me, a lot of people almost take for granted the amount of effort, John, that you put in to finish those races. I think that too often people might say, oh, you know, yeah, well, what, what, what does John actually do? But I've seen you and I've seen what it does to your body. Can you maybe take us through how exhausted you are when you finish these races that your dad takes the first part of? Yeah, you know, I I really love doing it because Dad really shows me what I can do if I put enough time in uh, training wise, and and Dad was really never an athlete, right? So I got to see I get to see the building blocks of somebody that wasn't one, but now has turned himself into one, and I think it's really important for me as far as my training goes. Um, when I do something literally every day in order for me to walk a certain distance, um, whether it be my core, or whether you know, it be my stretching that I, I do with my aunt and uncle, so um, weights at the gym, whatever that may be, it, it really gives me an opportunity to see what an athlete goes through and and really get the full athlete experience, you know, as somebody that's not just sitting there. Right, yeah, right. It's hard for him to sit up, you know, for long periods of time. Right. So to sit for 17 hours uh, and, you know, work on your, on your core and doing it. And, and then, but at the same time, screaming other participants, yelling and cheering them on and all that, it's draining. And then after 17 hours of sitting there, he's got to get up and walk. So yeah. it's, uh, it's very difficult for him. Um, and it's definitely a team effort for sure. Um, I imagine that the physicians like John has his own do doctor, a set of doctors. You have your own doctor. I bet your doctors are like, I'm so proud of you. He, he's looking at you and he's like, you have set yourselves up for the, for the, for the best lives. I mean, really, because you're so dang healthy. Yeah. I, you know, I, I really love dad. And so I, I want to keep him around for as long as I can. So, so but, but for me, I mean, and, and it really trains my muscles to uh, do certain things that I want them to do. And, and sometimes, you know, if I'm not doing stuff consistently, then my then my body tends to okay. lose what I had before. And so athletics has really helped me out a lot in that respect. Um, yeah, I think Johnny shows everybody that, you know, no matter what your capabilities, I do as well, because... 
having never been an endurance athlete, you know, with the right motivation, you can do so much more than you ever thought possible. I mean, you've been through, you know, uh, long, uh, long distance endurance triathlons and you got to have some reason to do it. Right. Cause it's just hard on your own to get up and do things. But if you have a reason, uh, a cause or a person or whatever to spur you on, then that gets you through the tough workouts. Cause when you feel great, it's no big deal. Right. But it's when you feel crappy, those are the workouts that make or break it. Um, right, having right. Like Donnie. And I know you had, uh, done some fundraising for uh, a, a charity that, you know, was what motivated you and you got to have something like that. But if, if you have it, you latch onto something, but you can do so much more than you ever thought possible. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, I noticed that um, the equipment that you guys have is uh, you've really got uh, some fantastic uh, uh, equipment to help you. I know that if you, if you can see what I see, I see John there and, and then, um, the uh, 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 cart, or I, the I don't even want to see stroller. What you push John in? Um, yeah, yeah, the jogger, the yes. or kind of like a race chair. The company that makes them calls it, and um, Adapt, that's really adaptive. Yeah, star. Adapt, there it is, right there. The Adaptive Star Company out of uh, Seattle, Washington. Yeah, uh, they make they make the premier joggers, strollers, race chairs, whatever you want to call them. Um, that actually, for some people, they, they can convert into a chariot. You can pull them on the bike. Now we happen to have. Also, just a fantastic bike um, with a company called Cycle Chinook out of New Hampshire that uh, felt sorry for us with all the weight I'm hauling around. And they said, you know, we could we could probably develop a tandem bike that Johnny could sit on behind me and reduce the amount of weight, reduce the number of wheels for rolling resistance, and then um, an aerodynamics dramatically better with this tandem bike. And then uh, the engineer who developed the whole thing had a genius idea that what if you flip johnny around he'll be right up against my back number right. one but then he can not stare at my rear end for eight hours either but then he can yes. talk to people as they're coming up on it so i mean it's the greatest bike he loves it yeah. um and this thing is it's a one of a kind and uh zip and shram donated all the parts to it so they did uh you know they did us a huge favor by um coming through with uh with parts and especially they customized the wheels so that um yeah, there it is right there. So those Zip, uh, in their product development organization, uh, developed those wheels because there's so much weight. But now they can uh, sell them to people that are, that are larger in size. So it worked out really well. Boy, um, incredible. God rest the soul of Dick Hoyt. Did he ever get to participate with something like this? Or was he always pulling like the thing behind him? No. So the, there's that shows you the just how incredible Dick Hoyt was. That guy had you know, just the most basic rudimentary equipment sometimes. And uh, what he did with equipment he had is just extraordinary and it'll never be duplicated. So we've got some of the best equipment that's available uh, and it's still hard. So it shows you about the kind of machine yeah. that Dick Hoy was. Well, yeah, that is an, that is a tremendous looking machine. My gosh, is that awesome? Just the, the fact that John's weight is so much closer to you. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, yeah. Oh, and he doesn't look at me either. So he, he likes it even better. <laughs> <laughs> boy man i love that and yeah, uh it's but, cool. but you're right about dick man god rest his soul he was just a beast in it oh, the, uh, the guy yeah. was smoking cigarettes he was smoking packs of cigarettes before he started to get into this it's incredible yeah but his uh his leg strength to pull rick his son rick through the uh through the events with with nowhere near the equipment we have is just extraordinary yeah and he he had rick in front of him I'm right. Like, yep. 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 Yeah. Cause he couldn't, cause Rick couldn't eat on his own. So he had to try to be able to feed him. So, and it's hard to have a kid on the bike on the front of your bike like that is just really difficult. So uh, yeah, it's, it, the respect 
you have for a guy like uh, Dick Hoyt who will never be duplicated. Um, it's just incredible. Hey, did, have you ever had a chance to meet him? Uh, yeah. Before yeah. he passed? You did, really? I talked to him on the phone, yes. Oh, <gasps> right, before, right before Kona. Yeah, he called us. And, oh, man. And really, really expressed to me that you know, I would I would be a voice for people with disabilities, and and when he when he says something like that, you, you don't take it very lightly. So, oh my gosh! Yeah, <laughs> I mean, just, yeah, it was cool to talk talking before the the uh, the most surprising thing out of it. He said, and and you know, I I just assumed that they had made it through with no problem. He said, now the first time we tried to do Kona, we didn't make. It. I'm like, what? <laughs> that that raises much even harder than I thought, and I knew it was was horrible but uh yeah kona is a difficult race um which we're trying to get invited back to it is our our next goal but uh yeah dick uh dick would did give some great advice for us on yes. uh, the lava the uh the lava fields are another planet mm. and uh yeah. it's it's yeah. it's the hardest thing that a human can do what you're pulling off there it's uh right. yeah pretty brutal and we we got without knowing we didn't know what we didn't know at that point um you know, we were so naive and uh, new to the whole thing, but it was a great opportunity. And like we've told John, you know, take, take opportunities as they come and, and see what you can make out of it. Uh, okay. So it ended up a lot of great things came out of it, but we got halfway through the bike and had to stop. So we made it pretty far, but um, it would have been nice to get all the way through it. Um, this was your fifth attempt at completing, yes? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so while we've, we've competed five other times, this is our sixth shot at it that we just finished in Maryland. Okay. So, um yeah of Ironman distance races, yeah. that yeah. is real perseverance, man, because the amount of preparation to each one of those is, is, is an incredible uh, buildup. And then, oh boy, we, we didn't do it. We didn't do it. Yeah. We didn't do it. That's uh that's really a lot of stick to uh, Oh, thanks. Yeah. We've had some crazy things happen along the way. You know, we had, uh, well, I mean, Kona was like the, the toughest one to t take on first, but then uh, we had um, a bike crash. Someone slammed into us in a race in Texas. And then, um, then another year in Texas is over a hundred degrees. Uh, and so like the fallout rate was 35% of some crazy number. Um, another time I was pulling Johnny, I didn't realize his, his chariot, we had a flat tire for 40 miles. I just thought the wind had picked up and it was getting more difficult. So we had some, some strange things happen. Um, driving rain for six hours during a bike and another event. So it's one of those things where, you know, you just felt like, we were ready, but um, it, things didn't fall into place. So we just started trying to remain positive and take Johnny's approach that never give up and keep trying. As you approach the end of Ironman Maryland, you're like that you had to kind of, was it almost like nervousness? Oh my gosh, we're actually going to do it, John. Uh, and John, were you thinking the same thing? Yeah, it was kind of weird though, because the, I was all excited and dance and I couldn't move because the jury would get off balance and, and throw him off and I didn't want to do that so I had to measure my excitement which is something that I've never I've never had the opportunity to do it at Ironman so it, it was a new experience for me and so when I crossed that line man I just went berserk I, I just, wow <laughs> how much early how much prior to the cutoff did you guys make it in so we made it on the bike cutoff by 20 minutes. So then that gave us more time to run. And so I felt, I felt okay about the run, but when you get off the bike after 112 miles in about nine hours and then having to run a marathon, my legs were just, my hamstrings were aching already after mile one. And I thought, man, I'm not, you know, if I step the wrong way, I'm going to pull my hamstring. And so that's what I was telling Johnny, you got to really remain calm because we got to stay as straight and narrow as we can. And 
you know, because yeah. you're running on brick roads and running on grass and dirt and some other areas. And I thought one step, you know, one thing not paying attention, I'm going to pull something and, and uh, blow this thing. So we are really, really careful. Um, but the late in the last stretch, you're running on a dirt, uh, I mean, a brick road. And I thought, man, if I step in a hole the wrong way, and right. towards the night, I'm going to have to crawl to the finish line to see if I can do it. But yeah, so we were really, really paying it close attention at the time. My gosh. And we finished with four minutes, four minutes to spare. Four minutes to spare. Holy moly. I didn't realize it was that close. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. So I had to really yeah. pay close attention to my, what miles per hour I was running and, um, or minutes per mile that I was running and, uh, really making sure we stayed on top of every single thing Ra- down to the minute. Razor thin. Yeah. So if you're Ra- running nine to 10 a mile and you see you've got, well, we've got 13, 14 minutes left. We're going to make it, but I can't, nothing can slow us down. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, you really – you didn't want to get too excited at that point. I was kind of delirious anyway. So, fortunately, you know, I have a, a Garmin watch where I get, I just programmed in, you know, running and walking a certain amount of time and at a certain pace, and I then I would knew I would make the overall. So, it was just every four minutes, you know, just keep on running and then walk for a minute uh, or walk to an aid station or whatever, and then immediately get right back to running so you don't slow down too much. And it was just uh, nonstop for – six and a half hours of just um, trying to stay right on a, a cadence and a pace. And yeah. that was my, that was my favorite part of the race too, because it really symbolized, you know, what I go through. And then if you just keep taking one, one step at a time, keep moving forward, you'll eventually get there. It may not be in the time you are, but you will eventually get there. You know, if you keep moving forward. Well, yeah, and uh, and that's that's a tremendous way to look at it. It's kind of been your uh, uh, mo from the very from the very beginning, John. You you haven't really changed your thought process at all about any of these mm-hmm. things, and that's that's kind of what you speak about when you speak publicly or you write a book or whatever it is, right? Sure, sure yeah, it's been uh, what my parents have always ingrained in me, and, and what I try to surround myself with when I'm around other people. So. And and triathlon community is a great example of that, and that's why you know it's really not about the medal for me. It's about you know um, finding different lessons in every experience you have, and so um, whether I finish or not, uh, it's a great experience, and I love doing it. And and that's, you know, where it all comes together. Um, This, these whole adventures that you two do, your family, uh, this is all part of a bigger picture. You have a tremendous support group with uh, uh, Becky, of course, and then Annie and Grace. Mm -hmm. And and then your extended family, the nieces and nephews, the grandmas, the grandpas, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. It's, it's you, John, are the bonding force for all these people. And, (laughs) And it's terrific. It's it's one of the you, you your family and all that uh, you touch are just absolutely fantastic. Well, yeah. uh, thank you very much. But I I want I wanted to thank everyone, and that's one of the reasons why I wrote uh, I wrote the book with my mom was to really tell people you know who these people are behind me that encouraged me to do all these things. And, and really are positive forces in my life. Um, it's called The Impossible Mile, uh, The Power and Living Life, One Step at a Time, you see on the screen there. Um, but it's it's about, you know, 
all the challenges that I went through, all the challenges that my parents went through in order for me to achieve um, what I want to do. But, you know, everyone has their own impossible mile that they have to conquer in their life. It may not be walking or it may not be running or racing, uh, but, you know, everyone has their own challenges mm-hmm. that they can face, and it, it's about... Um, learning how to conquer those uh challenges yeah and then and then the failures along the way that um can become successful failures because i can i can tell you you know just in in a in a summary level had we made it in hawaii to that first race we wouldn't be doing any of the things we're doing today we would have probably scaled it back back then but there would have been johnny never would have developed a relationship with michael phelps or with under armor Never would have been in a commercial with Michael Phelps. Never been in a commercial with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. So all those things were offshoots of us not making it in Hawaii that first time. Continuing to work hard and then to try to develop relationships and reaching out to Michael Phelps when he was his his, his video that Under Armour put together leading up to the Olympics. Uh, John used to watch all the time. Was really motivated by it. And rather than just send him a thank you letter, Becky created a a video of Johnny doing the exact same things Michael was doing and made a side-by-side video of Michael's workout a couple at the same time with Johnny's workout. Michael saw it. And since that time, he's been a huge supporter of Johnny's. They, they communicate on social media a lot. Um, he, uh, he's just a huge supporter, endorsed Johnny's book, the lead endorser on it. And so just amazing things have happened when, you know, I told my wife originally that nothing good was going to come of it. And of course I was uh, proven horribly wrong. That, uh, yeah. But great things have come out of, what we now call a successful failure. Uh, and plus, uh, you know, and in fact, what I, if I could, can I, can I take a look at, um, uh, let's see, there's, the, this is a commercial that I, I, I love the Phelps one because it's, uh, like you said, Johnny side by side. And I, I want to mm-hmm. get to that one too, but sure. I also want to share this one with the audience and then we can all watch it together. It's, sure. it's the rock in our pal, John. So how do you make it? How do you-, you can see and hear that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. How do you overcome the odds? There's Natasha's way. Be shy, focus on yourself until they focus on you. Or Juana's way. Look at that. Why be one That's champ <laughs> when I want to be two? Be like you, Srot. Let nothing destroy your dreams. Screw fate. Or maybe you beat doubt one step at a time, yes. like Johnny. Who is that? That's awesome. (laughs) What about Zoe? I know about Zoe. I want to see more John. A precursor.
That's spectacular. It was really amazing. Uh, my wife, Becky, put that all together. She's really, really talented. And uh, it took a lot of effort to get all those shots, synchronize them up. and then, But it was it was cool. And Michael Phelps loved it. He he saw it online, uh, gave us a call, actually, and and uh, talked to us right before a race in uh, Haines City, Florida, a half Ironman, and gave us some motivation to get through it. So pretty wild. The amazing thing, as you look at that video, and I'll, I'll brag about Johnny just for a second, that um, – we were when it was being filmed we said well what are we going to do with johnny like walking down the track because michael phelps's dad isn't in the pool with him right and i was having to walk with him and so johnny said well give me a push and that's the first time he ever walked without somebody holding on to him and he walked a hundred yards so you oh can see her, you get the right motivation it, you never know what you can do because he had never walked unassisted before until that time, and he was motivated enough yeah. to replicate exactly what Michael Phelps had done. So uh, pretty pretty incredible. That is. That is incredible. I didn't realize that. I didn't know that someone was, that there was always a hand on John or you know, and that yeah. type of guy, but not in that case. That That's tremendous. Yeah. He was able to muster up what it took to do it. and uh, I don't know how, but I did. Yeah. Pretty, pretty cool experience, for sure. Now, some people may remember, and I'll, I'll, I'll finish this up, um, not that long ago, did you ever catch up with the screwball contractor? Oh, yes. Well, we did not, but we had a, a separate contractor who did, and uh, he took care of it all. So, okay. So yeah, uh, for the those that... contractor, he uh, worked his magic behind the scenes and uh, uh, yeah, extracted the work out of the guy. Yeah. So, for those who uh, for those who didn't know, they were uh, the agars were renovating the uh, uh, downstairs area, so that would be John's apartment, correct? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Uh, it was one of those. Yeah, uh, I'll get the work done for you, and then you never heard the guy again. Yeah. Excuse <laughs> it, excuse like you wouldn't believe, but it, it shows you uh, the, uh, the the new contractor came in, brought a ton of his friends in. They got stuff done a couple weeks before Christmas for Johnny. That I mean, he talked about nearly impossible. It was amazing, and yeah. um, I think they've so, finally been recognized. But Bespoke Homes is the phenomenal, yep. phenomenal contractor. Anybody needs work done, Bespoke Homes is uh, a great place to work with. Yeah, we, I, uh, I'm gonna have a couple of parties down here. Uh, so many <laughs> Iron Man finished. So. Yes, yes. Let me know I, if, you, yeah. if you still like me. I want to be there. Oh, you're our you're favorite radio personality. For Thank sure. you. Hey, what does Grace do? Grace never gets mentioned because, I mean, Johnny's over here doing Iron Man. Becky, I'm sorry, Becky writes books with John, and, and yeah. Annie is, uh, is, is freaking, well, she's all over the place. She's doing everything in social media and doing sports broadcasting. Yeah. What about Grace? What, what is going on in Grace's life? Well, Grace, it's her birthday today. Oh, and, it is. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to have um um. Uh, Cinco de Mayo fiesta today. So. <laughs> but but she's doing well. She's turned twenty, the big two zero, and um. Yep, she's looking she's, at moving. Uh, trying to be uh, she's uh, loves kids and is great with them, and she's gonna work on being a nanny. And uh, so she's she's got things cooking in life, which is good. And um, so everybody is super busy and going hundred miles hundred miles an hour in different directions. But uh, but it's been great. We love it. The first family of love, the Agars. I love you guys. Okay, well, thank you. we are that. Love way. you. So, yeah. You're love spect you. Yes, you're spectacular. You're spectacular. I, uh, I can't wait to see you again, and I thank you for taking the time to join me. Okay. Oh, oh thank you very much. Give uh, tell everybody I said hi. All right. 
We'll do it. Thanks, Aaron. Till next time. See ya. Sounds good. Take care.